0: This is Peter,
1: and this is Tom,
0: and you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. All right, this is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Reska, and welcome back to our podcast. All right, Tommy, this is uh, our last Halloween one coming out right around Halloween. Yeah, right. What do we Halloween,
1: got? Exactly. Well, in honor of Halloween, I guess we decided to look at the history of some of these Halloween movies and really like the uh, real life stories, the um, or real life events that were the inspiration or the basis for a lot of the um, horror, these a lot of these horror movies out there. Some of these movies you probably heard of, other ones I never really heard of before. And then reading about the case about them, like um, like I was telling Peter right before, it's like kind of went to like a deep dive in a couple of these cases. Um, reading about the actual stories that inspired the movie, and it, yeah, some of them are really disturbing. Like obviously, you can understand why they made this into a uh, these. I uh, made yeah. the horror movies.
0: No, absolutely. And as you mentioned, like, there's a lot of these things that I guess the premise Mostly is, based, but some, some of them intense. really based.
1: Yeah, some of them, some of them are yeah, strictly based. Yeah.
0: So I guess the premise here is to really look at the truth behind your known horror movies. And as you mentioned, Tom, I think we'll talk about some movies that are not so known, because doing this research, I realized a lot of the freaky, freaky stuff are like, horror movies that I've never heard of before.
1: No, like you no, I never right? heard of. Which, but there's a whole genre, like, that's also not like, thing i'll be honest i was never really into horror movies not that they freaked me out it's just like i just never really got into them i mean i, I i've seen child's play right with the chuck yeah i had the my buddy yeah, doll yeah. so like i have that i think it's still at my mom's house like um nightmare on elm street halloween friday 13th i remember seeing all those movies but a lot of the like the really gory movies which i think some of these are but there's that one now what's it called oh the, the watch people were like no the watcher yeah but no there's like a movie it's somewhere it's like a clown not it but it was like people were, like, vomiting and throwing up in, like, the theaters because it was, like, so intense. I heard about it and read articles about it. Um, Not, I'll, I'll, it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to you. All
0: right. So let's kind of get going. I mean, I, I already mentioned The Watcher. I mean, uh, that's from 2016, uh, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Um, and I kind of – I'll start with the fact that I've never seen The Watcher. But this is in Westfield, New Jersey, so it's, I guess, close to home. So the movie The Watcher is based on a real-life story. It is a couple that bought a house in Westfield, New Jersey. Uh-oh. And they actually never move into the house, right? Which is kind of interesting because the previous owner, like, you know, you and I talked about it on other podcasts, it's like, you know, we have to disclose if someone died in a house, but I guess they didn't disclose a different thing here because the previous owners neglected to tell this new couple that the house was actually the focus really of a stalker that called himself the watcher. And this watcher would send these letters to this residence with like really weird excerpts. Like have they found what is in the walls yet? They will. Um, Will the young bloods play in the basement? He just kept on sending these letters. And in the movie itself, the couple does move in and receives the uh, letters from the, the, instead of the Raven, they called the, um, instead of, sorry, instead of the, the watcher, uh, they receive letters from the Raven. And interesting fact, the watcher, the house is still around, by the way, I guess, you know, it stopped eventually. They sold it and you know, next couple kind of stopped, but, um, the watcher was never found, so yeah, based on there. real events.
1: Uh, well, the mo- the movie that I was talking about was called the ter- the Terrifier. Terrifier two apparently is the one that is making everyone throw up.
0: I love how you're like Terrifier two. I'm like there was a Terrifier one. Like wh- what what is year that? is this? What year are these movies?
1: No, no, no right now it just came out. Oh really? Okay. And that's something new, either. By the way, I remember this is actually true. We'll get to this, but the, the Exorcist, right? Which I believe was on the list somewhere. I saw it was on a, pretty much every times. list I
0: looked at. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, a couple of times. But we'll get to it. But that movie, when people first saw it in the movie theaters, actually passed out and had like uh, heart attacks and stuff like that because it was so like freaky. It was freaked people out so much. And I know the purposely the um, movie makers played in the movie. If you listen. The sound in, in with the music, like well, the, the intense music, the sound of like um, bees, like swarming. And they said mm-hmm. that they did that because they actually asked like the psychiatrist and it's built into the human psyche that like when we hear that, we like, it's like built from like when we were like still like wild animals, basically, you know, like yeah, yeah. the like, hunts and gatherers like you hear the bees like that, you got to get away because they're going to sting you. So it's like ingrained into almost like our DNA. So that when you hear that, it like excites us and it gets us like kind of like you get that adrenaline going to like the fight or flight type of feeling. So (laughs) playing that with the music of what you're seeing on the screens, and since that was one of the first movies really like showing stuff like that. It like freaked people out. People actually had heart attacks when watching that movie. In
0: 1973, I remember I went to see, um, this is like probably early 2000s. They did like a re-release in like a local theater. So I remember I went to see The Exorcist. Uh, the movies, and I was like, and it was freaky then, you know, this was like 2001, 2002, but it's still considered one of the most terrifying movies of all time, 100%. It is based on a book by William Peter uh, Blatty, I think. The Exorcist, there's a movie came out in 1973, most of you know this, but it's a um, story about a young girl that was possessed by a demon, and this one particular priest that was tasked with basically doing exorcism um, to get this evil presence out of her body. Now, this is true, a true story, or rather based on a true story. Somewhat, uh, yeah. Right? The boy's last name was never really given in the paper. It was simply Roland Doe, uh, which is a, a standard last name you would give to somebody that if you didn't want to disclose the name. This boy was 13, so he was underage. It took place in the late 40s, and apparently his aunt started teaching this boy, this 13-year-old, about spiritualism and how to use the, the, the Ouija, board? Ouija board. right? Ouija board, right? Majority you use a Ouija yeah. board?
1: I've do I remember doing it once. Or I twice, probably remember
0: time. doing it too when I was younger, but uh, it was like a it was, you know, it was like a freaky thing. I'm sure kids still probably do that, right? I mean, I assume.
1: I yeah, know. it's still out there,
0: right? Even though it's like what Hasbro or something makes it, which is kind of funny. But anyway.
1: Yeah right. Parker <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> yeah,
0: Parker Brothers. So, do we, uh, so anyway, this aunt told this um, nephew how do you use the Ouija board and kind of taught him about spiritualism, and then was sort of happening. Is the aunt winds up dying, and this boy starts to have these weird things happening around him, like around his house. Um, he, you know, there's, he starts hearing dripping noises. And then eventually he starts saying like, I think that like my aunt is here. He wants up having scratch marks on his body, like all over his body. Um, there's scratches and like tears in his mattress. So the family actually brings in a, pr- a couple priests um, to try to perform exorcisms on this particular boy. This is reported quite extensively in a Washington Post article that was published in 1949, uh, but is basically what The Exorcist is loosely based off of.
1: And yeah, there's other been other exorc- exorcism movies like that, like The exorcist of em- um, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yep. I saw another movie, that, that one came out pretty um, somewhat recently, right? I yeah, mean, it, was it was definitely
0: the 2000s because I remember going to see Yeah,
1: and um, that one was based on in 2005, where this young German woman, um, Annalise Michael, began like having these seizures, hallucinations, and then the, it was a Catholic. Her Catholic parents called in these two local priests and needed dozens of exorcisms to her, and um, she does. It, it's a true case. She actually dies from malnutrition, and yeah. her parents were then charged with um, negligent homicide. And the movie's more about it, kind of blends a lot of facts together. I think they're trying to, they're talking about like after the fact, right? And they yeah, like yeah. The yeah. priests are like the ones called on the stand to be like, well, no, because the, the really. priest
0: was also, the priest was also brought up on charges, I think, for like abetting or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, because With they're the basically like, because they, they weren't feeding
1: there. her and stuff because they're saying she's having these, you know, hallucinations, the devil's inside of her. So it's still like a controversial, um, Piece it was basically they would have to prove the only way that they could prove that the parents would go free, they'd have to prove that exorcism was real. Yeah, was like a court case trying to they were basically trying to argue that, and I, I don't, it didn't work, yeah, it didn't work, no, but um, that was the idea of it. So, the movie, kind of like takes it into another, I guess it shows the uh, priest's account of it, right? Like, yeah,
0: uh, yep, that's the whole premise. It's basically a movie about like spirituality and Christianity fighting against like American non secular. Judicial system, system yeah. yeah, but yeah, the girl was actually diagnosed with epilepsy and psychosis. So, uh, except the Catholic family like didn't agree with that. They're like, no, like, why is she shaking uncontrollably? Why is she hallucinating? What's going on? And she started at sixteen, but she lived, and they started doing these exorcisms until she was twenty three. She actually, yeah. So un- this is for pain years. Pain.
1: Yeah, and when um, they die from malnutrition is like a rough way to go. There was a couple. There's yeah. another one that I'll talk about a little bit. That like when I was reading about that. Oh, you want to go? Part, just go present. to that one because I probably go know that um, one. Yeah, right, well, it was based on a... Well, it was a movie called um, The Girl Next Door. Okay. And in the movie, it's, it, it's out in the 2000s, like I said before. Uh, 2000, yeah. like, I believe, like seven, somewhere around there. And what it's basically based off of is also a horror novel based on this, but it's based on the real-life murder and uh, torture of this young girl, um, Sylvia Likens, and she was... Basically, her parents were—they worked in a carnival, right? This was and the they, '60s, right? It was in the, 60, it was 65, was in the '60s, '65, I think. Yeah, yep. it was in the '60s. Yeah. So you did, you know, not I remember hearing yeah, about yeah, this yeah. before, yeah, 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 yeah. and then I did a little bit of a deep dive into the actual case itself, and it's like really, really just like. Horrifying, because her parents they worked in a carnival and they were very poor. The sons worked at a carnival too. They didn't want the daughters. She had two young daughters, Sylvia and her younger sister Jenny. They didn't want them to be around the carnival people. Like it's not safe for these young girls. And they were actually very sweet girls, very nice girls, very smart girls. So they um, met this other family, and she's like, "Oh, they can stay with us." You know, I was like, "All right, we'll pay you twenty dollars a week to like let my kids live with you." And they, a woman by the name of Gertrude uh, Beniski. And she was severely messed up. She was um, in real life. She had a lot of mental issues. She was also had a lot of um, health issues. And what she basically did is she tortured this young girl for months, months, and would make the sister torture her too. She would actually charge the neighborhood kids five cents. They could come in and burn her with a with cigarettes. So she was crazy. starved, beaten. Um, Humiliated many ways, many many ways. I'm not going to go into the whole like details here, but like change her up and forced her to eat. Um They would rub. A, she had they had a one year old kid and she would take the diaper and just rub it in her face and stuff like that. They would. Because um, it was a whole family, right? It was a whole family. would do it. it. Well, yeah, it was. It was whippiest The kids at first didn't want to do it, the mother forced them to. The only one that kind do? of like really was getting like way too into it was like the one older brother. He was like sixteen. He was like sixteen, and then the younger sister, who was like sixteen, of was like around. The, there was one of the girls. One of her daughters was around the same age. They didn't get along, but she didn't still didn't want to like hurt her a lot of times. Yeah. She was telling her mom to like stop and stuff like that. And they actually burned like letters into her and stuff like that. They honestly said that like in the court hearings, the judge said, you know, you wouldn't treat a dog the way that you treat the, wow. that you treated this girl, and um, like burning her and beating her. They made her um, like vomit up food and then eat it again. They would just laugh at her, and then she eventually died, really from malnutrition and all of like the beatings and the um, things of that nature. And then even after she died, they, she, they said they beat the body because they thought she was faking it. How did and they find tried, out like, about this? Did, do you know? Well, they did have the um, they she they were she knew she was going to kill this girl. Like she pretty much planned it out. So she wrote, made the girl write a note saying how she was like running off and joining this like sex cult. It was like a 14 year old girl. Like it, it was ridiculous. And she made her write this note saying that, and then she was, they were going to leave her out in the woods. And a couple of times the girl actually escaped, but she couldn't, she just was so malnourished and weak that she couldn't get very far. And then she was worried about something happening to her sister. So that's the the reason why she stuck around. Like I'd rather it happen to me than my, than, you know, the younger, yeah. younger sister. And then what happened was, um, the moment she, he, they died, and everything. The, the young girl died, and they did call the cops like eight hours later. And the cops came. And they were like, oh, "This is like a rigor mortis. Something's weird going on here." And, but they said like this was the story. And then, like the, all, the, all, the, all of her kids like said the story word for word. And all she, she, she just came home the other day. She was beaten up. She was with these like guys and stuff like that. And she must have just died in her sleep. And they're like, oh, "The cops said This wasn't really weird." And they asked the little girl, and the little girl went along with the story her younger sister Jenny but then when the cops took her into another room she's like you get me out of here I'll tell you the truth crazy and then, right so they got her out and they told her the truth and went to trial the crazy thing is you would think they were got life and they didn't they didn't, they didn't I know I saw that prison. she she got out after 35 years she died 5 yeah. years later and she never admitted to actually doing it she said listen I'm, I'm sure I did do it but I was so on medication and my mental health was so bad I don't remember torturing this girl for months this wasn't yeah. like a one or two
0: because there were there were technically the official guardians to these two girls
1: yeah while they were yeah i I wouldn't go read it but you can read the details of the case and you can read like what was going on like her teeth were falling out because she was so malnourished and everything like that and she just she was just tortured this poor girl for months and she was afraid to tell anybody like it it was just Mm -hmm. sad anyway the movie the girl next door which is also based on this one uh, they're a little bit older in the movie but she was also tortured and she winds up dying from her injuries but then um the bad woman is uh killed also in the movie so they do that a lot of those horror movies like the yeah. bad guy doesn't get away with it but it's just very disturbing Ugh. very disturbing
0: well let's so let's go to one that we probably all know cuz like this one people might not have known about but nightmare on elm street i feel like i mean the probably one of the most known horror franchises of all time, right? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Along with yes. Scream, which is also going to be on our list today because that was also based on some real events. Halloween, which is, I don't think, and I didn't find anything of that being based on anything real.
1: Well, that's this kind of thing. We'll go, go into what inspired Nightmare on Elm Street because it was a killer. This one like, is interesting. It wasn't a yeah, no. killer. Yeah, yeah this was is it?
0: interesting. So yeah. it actually stems from, the guy that um that writes this movie uh, gets the story from an LA Times article in the 1970s. And basically, there are refugees... Uh, escape from Southeast Asia to the United States, uh, escape the killing fields of Cambodia. Like they wind up having these terrible nightmares. Yeah, Kids of this one family have this, this one particular cat has this terrible nightmares all the time. And he refuses to go to sleep because he believes like in his dreams that someone is chasing him and trying to kill him. And this stems from, you know, obviously real life events. So he got to the point that he like refuses to sleep. So this boy is just like so afraid of sleeping that um, because he thought someone was going to like chase him and get him in his sleep, so he stayed awake for days at a time. And you know, he, then he would kind of fall asleep, and then again he would stay awake for days at a time. Obviously, as we know, this is not you know healthy in any way, shape, or form. And then when he finally, after being completely exhausted, when this boy does fall asleep, and the parents are like excited that you know it's, the crisis is over, uh, they wind up hearing screams in the middle of the night, and you know they rush to him. Um, and they realized that basically he was dead. Like he died in the middle of a nightmare. He was screaming and then his heart just gave out and he
1: died. And it wasn't only him. There were other refugees too that died from this. Yep. From what I read. And they were, the medical reports said there was nothing wrong with them physically. It was more just like the terror that they had in their nightmares. That from experiences. Them, from, yeah, from real life yeah, experiences. experiences that like wound up killing them. So the writers kind of well, – Wes Craven kind of just takes that and like, oh, okay. like in. Make what, if, what if there's someone that's in your dreams that that kills you? And that becomes this massive franchise, right?
0: Honestly, I still don't watch it. Like, I, like, I watch these movies. Like, like, come to think of it, I was probably like 7, 8 when watching these movies. Like, I should not have been watching these movies.
1: No, I remember my dad being like, here watch this. And <laughs> I mean, like, I, he's like, it's not scary. I'm like, it kind of is. <laughs> he's like, no, yeah, right? I mean, like, I mean, like six, as an adult,
0: I don't want to watch these now. I can't even... I, again, I can't imagine how I watched him when I was younger, but I, I definitely did. I mean, Freddy Krueger was, to this day, is a very popular Halloween costume. He's almost I
1: mean. become almost like a cult icon now, Freddy Krueger and stuff like that. Like him, Chucky, some of those other ones, Michael Myers, they like, there's like memes of them. Like, they're like, you see them all the time. I, there's a couple of houses by me right now. You look outside, they have like the giant Michael Myers outside, uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I, give them I think one that
0: one actor's still like that. alive, the Freddy Krueger actor.
1: Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, I forgot yeah, I think his so. name, but yeah, he's there.
0: Oh all right.
1: All right. Uh, well, what, what about I- um, inspiration for like Texas Chainsaw Massacre okay. and um, Psycho is someone that we've talked about in our serial killer podcast, the serial killer Ed Gein, who, again, there's some debate whether much of a serial killer is, but he did have human skin. He, he was found with nine human skin mass in his possession at the time of the arrest. And because of his obsession with his mother, he was the inspiration for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Psycho. He was the inspiration for that as well, basically just because mm. of how odd he was, and with the, he was obsessed with the corpse. He also was uh, the inspiration for a movie called, in nineteen seventy four called Deranged, which was also about like keeping people's bodies after their death, and you know, eventually he would go and get more bodies afterwards. But yeah, so these they were all based on that serial killer Ed Gein mm. and what his what they found in his possession in his house, which eventually burned down. History is the greatest adventure story. If you would like to hear the stories of women doing all of those things, check out Her Half of History at herhalfofhistory.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hmm. So, perfect segue, because when you look at Wes Craven's Scream franchise, which probably is the most popular um, horror franchise. Um, yeah, money-wise, right? Yeah, it, it's definitely yeah, money-wise. And it's, it's based on a true story. And same premise. The writer of Scream, Kevin Williamson, was inspired by Danny Rowling. Um, he, he was known as the Gainesville Ripper. Um, this happened in 1990. He wound up killing eight people. So this Gainesville Ripper gained popularity in August of 1990. He winds up breaking into several apartments and stabbing five students. He specifically went for students. Um, and then the killings were like not just violent, but really like gruesome in a sense he would actually pose the bodies in like sexually suggestive positions and like stage his crimes so that way there were as like people would be as repulsed as possible when they stumbled upon them later on once he's caught they actually tied three other homicides to him so a total of you know killing eight people so yeah is this based on reading of this there was one of the most like shocking actions Rowling had when he realized he left his wallet behind at a crime scene on if you saw this and so he goes back to the crime scene to retrieve his wallet and while he's there, he basically decides that he's going to decapitate one of his victims, and he placed her head on a shelf. But yeah, so this idea of "Scream" of you know, student-focused killing spree is really inspired by these true events.
1: Well, one that I know <laughs> people have definitely heard of before, and it's out there, and you probably know it's inspired by a book and uh, real-life events. These people go to this house. Is Amy Vohar? Yeah the house of so, which i don't know if i ever saw the original i know i watched i saw the new one i don't remember i saw the original. like Is, all of it all the, the like Ryan? there's a ryan reynolds one ryan reynolds one yeah they like like the, uh, yeah i think i've made, seen that saw, i've seen that one and i think i saw the 79 version like part probably parts here parts there but it's basically um it was played up saying that the movie when it first came out it was based on true events um and it's based on a book by Jay Anson. And it's a bit all oh, these like sexual supernatural harassment yeah, yeah. that the Lux family experienced in um an old house in Long Island. The house is still there. There was a murder at that house, a grisly mass murder actually at that house. That is true. And um they're saying because of that there all these things happen there and stuff like that. But there's people that have lived in that house since then that say like nothing has ever happened here. But like it's one of those houses that like um sometimes it's hard to sell because so many like People see the movies, or people around this time of year, these people want to like come and like see the house and take pictures by the house and stuff like that. Sim- similar stuff happened with like the house that they used in um, Breaking Bad. I remember like people would like drive by it and like kept on throwing pieces on the roof because that happened in the show in one episode. Yeah, so they were like, so people, you know, like fans or people who are into like horror, you always like to go to that Ar- Emilyville horror house in Long Island and you go there. But a lot of critics have said it's you know the whole thing is just basically a hoax. It's not it's not true. But um, there's hope there's. It, it, there was a bunch of like spinoffs and there was a bunch of like sequels and stuff too. And obviously to the two thousands Ryan Reynolds was in a remake of it, but it was based on supposedly like true events of this haunting at this house in long Island. Yeah. Talk about a house again. You're just full of segues today, Tom. There you go. That's what I do
0: Winchester 2018. I, I had no idea this was real. And then I started looking it up and it's actually the Winchester. It's you could go to Winchester mystery house, like uh, in California. I kind of want to go check it out now, but so the movie, is based on his real event, it's called Winchester. Uh, it, it happens or takes place in San Jose, California. Um, this particular humongous Victorian house was built by Sarah Winchester. She was the widow of the firearms magnet, William Wirt Winchester, as in like Winchester Rifles, oh, rifle, extremely yeah. famous. Uh, She was an heiress to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. So super wealthy. Her husband designed one of the most infamous guns in the history of guns. Anyway, she was distraught after the death of both her daughter and husband. And she started seeing this psychic medium that basically told her that she would be haunted forever by all people that were killed at the barrel of the Winchester rifle. So the spirits apparently told this lady and demanded that she build them a house so that way all of these people that have been killed by her husband's guns could live in it but because the guns were still popular obviously you know there's more and more people continuously being killed by them so she could never stop or cease construction which is the freaky part so as a result from 1884 to 1922 she had builders work on this house around the clock like we're talking it was seven stories Hundred sixty rooms, it made it huge. yeah, two thousand doors, forty seven stairways. Uh, some stairways didn't even go anywhere. It just, it just kind of led to a fifteen foot drop, nowhere at all. The idea is that like she was petrified of stopping construction because she thought there was more and more spirits that needed to fill the house because of the fact that her husband's guns were still killing people. So yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a freaky adaptation. Uh, yeah, that's right, Yeah, they're kind
1: of taken with the myth because all people say like, you know, they they were really fixing the house up with her, like hasty repairs um, after like an earthquake. That's really what it was causing a lot of it. And also, she might have just been like mentally just done after you know experiencing the grief and everything. Yeah, that's why she was ordering this, and she had money, obviously, to oh, yeah. be able to do this. So, but yeah, they not... you know, which story sounds more compelling? You know, that she right. was just this woman with money that was just throwing it away or fixing these house up because she was like grieving, or that they're. All the souls for people killed by rifles, basically, right? Westminster rifles are, are coming back to haunt. Like it's an interesting story. You know, obviously it's going to work. Another one that I saw that was true that I, it's a horror movie, but it's more like a real life horror movie based on real events. Is a movie that came out. I remember when it came out um, called Open Water.
0: Oh, the based, shark stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's basically that these two people go on their honeymoon off the, in Australia, and they come up. And then the, the boat is gone because they forgot that they weren't there and left them there. And it's actually based on the real life events of Americans, Tom and Eileen um, Longerman, Longergan, who were left behind by a scuba group off the Great Barrier Reef. And their bodies were never found. So like, that's it. They were, they, they were killed. And um, this movie um, kind of takes like a educated guess on what uh, basically happened to them. And it's based about like, you know, shark, sharks, like you're out in the middle of the ocean and the movie actually shot in the ocean with real sharks. So they made it like as real as possible. It's one of those like, you know, like low budget movies. Oh, I just put the actors in the water. I was going to say, imagine signing up for that. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? But that's basically what happens. And it's, you know, you just see this fear because you're just in the water. But imagine that, like if you've been scuba diving, you just come up to the surface after like an hour and there's nobody else there. Nuts. Like you're just there. You're just in the ocean and there's nobody there and there's no way they're going to find you. And just knowing that, and then all of a sudden like sharks and stuff come, but it's based on true events that actually did happen.
0: That is nuts. Well, you know, again, (laughs) segue Jaws, which we, this is actually our second ever episode.
1: I was going to say, yeah, it goes back to all all the way back in the beginning, but is Jaws a horror movie? I guess it is.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think what makes it a horror movie is the fact that like the, I think the soundtrack more than anything, because you don't see shark, right? It freaks you out. You're right. I don't think of it like as in, like, it's Halloween time. Let's watch Jaws. But yeah, no, there's, I think it was, it's considered a horror movie. But yeah, please, second episode, guys, go back and listen to it based on real events that happened in good old New Jersey. Well, uh, speaking
1: of I'll give you a segue. You did one on an on animal there, right? With sharks. Um, a movie that um, everyone knows, right? Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. Oh yeah, I saw okay. that one, yeah. So you watch that, but um, you watch it now and, and I'm not sure how much it holds up like the puppetry. It actually is based on a real event that happened in 1961 in um, a town off the coast of California. And where basically the birds got poisoned by a toxic allergy. And in the flocks of these nor- of seagulls, it wasn't like every bird, it was seagulls. They began like crashing into homes and cars. They weren't really targeting people. They were just like all messed up they were crashing in the cars and the homes. They were um, vomiting all over the place, like half up digested food, just like, so it, and they were going nuts. And it took the scientists actually um, a while, a decades to actually figure out what actually caused them to do this. They were able to find, find this toxic algae that they found out that the birds were eating that were causing them pretty much to just go insane. But Hitchcock hears about this and he, you know, makes a movie about it, you know, which are a little bit more intense, but yeah, it's based on an actual event that happened in California with birds just were flying into everything and vomiting all over the place for like for like days.
0: Yeah, no, I actually remember watching a movie with my kids. I think my son was what, probably like six at a time. I'm and sure I'm like, our kids. Okay. Well, we you know it was like it's Hitchcock, it's old. I'm like, Yeah, we could watch it. But then like you start watching it and then like He kind of got freaked out. And like at one point, the birds attacked the woman when she like goes in the attic.
1: She gets like her eye picked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So like, yeah,
0: my my kid was like, oh, this is scary. Shut it off. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't realize.
1: Did you ever
0: see The Conjuring?
1: Any of those? No, but I know of it. I know of it, obviously.
0: Well, it's based on Ed and Lorraine Warren, which are, they're actually real paranormal investigators. And there is a lot of history about them because some people believe that they're basically not real and they're a hoax in themselves. But- other people believe that they are probably the most known paranormal investigator couple. It's a five-film franchise, The Conjuring, but um, <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it's based on these two real-life paranormal investigators. Uh, the very first Conjuring, though, is um, based on the Parent family's Rhode Island farmhouse. Uh, I think it happened in the 1970s.
1: I like the, the ones like the... Those aren't really... Free, the ghost ones aren't really figuring out but it's more like the ones that figure out like real-life things that could happen. Like There's this movie that's supposedly very scary I heard about that would freak me out because of where we live, right, called Backcountry, where it's based on a real-life story of a black bear who actually stalks and kills an entire family in Ontario.
0: Well, that's freaky um, considering what happened to a black bear in your backyard last week.
1: Yeah, when the, the cops had to come and shoot a bear in my backyard. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Kind of, kind of odd, yeah. I wasn't even home it happens. But this is basically, it's a movie about that where this, you know, the real life couple, they the, actually, the husband, the boyfriend wants to propose. They go out in the woods, but he's like, I gotta find the perfect spot. And while they're there, they kind of trip and fall and break their ankle. One of them, the woman breaks or the girl breaks her ankle. And then it just leads into, you know, she's bleeding. So that attracts the, the animals in the area. One of them is a, Large brown uh, black bear who typically don't uh, go after people, but there has been cases where it has happened and that's what this does. And it basically stalks them and then kills them <laughs> over the course of the, of the course, of the movie. Crazy. So, yeah. That's why um, I take a flashlight outside just in case.
0: Right. Well, again, segue because they <laughs> close to back to home, but this is another New Jersey one. So the stepfather 1987,
1: what in New Jersey,
0: right? Some, I don't know what's going on here. So, the movie Stepfather from 1987 is actually based on a true story. Uh, it's a story of murderer John List. He winds up killing his wife, mother, and three of his children, right, in their home in New Jersey. Then he disappears, and uh, it is assumed that, like, he's dead, but actually, he gets himself a new identity, Bob Cl- Clark, right? He becomes Bob Clark, and he settles in Denver, and he remarries, and he basically eludes justice for, like, 18 years, And he's finally apprehended only because in 1989, there's an episode of America's Most Wanted. And that's kind of how like neighbors start like, wait a second, like that's Bob, you know, and that's kind of the catch him. But this guy was almost got away with it, just became a new person and across the United States. But Stepfather in 1987 is based on this real guy named John List. A lot of the other ones i looked at weren't really that known. Like Poltergeist, I mean, Poltergeist. Poltergeist,
1: yeah, there's a lot of them. Or, but they're what? like, that's loosely, loosely based. Right? Very
0: loosely, right? For those of you that have, probably most of you have seen Poltergeist, right? Basically, it's about terrible things that are happening to Herman's house. The Herman's house, initially, all these things that are supposedly happening in this movie did happen to the Hermans uh, in 1958. And there was apparently like bottles that were containing different substances that began to pop. And then it started moving around the house. There was a bottle of holy water that the Hermans had and that started tipping over all the time. They kept on putting it up and it kept on tipping over. There were household objects that were like thrown across the room for no reason. Basically, after like 70 documented reports of this unusual activity, everything just stopped. And then eventually the movie that is made from it, that's just happening in the 50s, but the movie that's made from Poltergeist is 1982... And it takes it to a whole nother level of what's happening with the house. Like you know, this you know these guys claimed that like a bottle would tip over, versus the movie went a little yeah, more.
1: The movie where like I think like yeah the kid gets pulled into the TV or something. Yeah, like, but it's I like guess. a it's vortex like,
0: or something. Yeah,
1: it's like a bit more intense, and they made a whole bunch of sequels, obviously, with those too.
0: Steven Spielberg uh, was he produced it. He didn't direct it, but he produced Poltergeist, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, do you have anything else? I mean, everything else that I kind of look well, at. A is, lot, of, more, they, probably they, a lot know. of
1: crime dramas ones, but I guess one that talked with serial killers was Zodiac. They made a lot of movies based on the Zodiac, the actual Zodiac killings and what took place. There's a lot of them on like Dahmer and Ted Bundy and stuff like that. A lot of the, a lot of those serial killers were inspirations for a lot of the movies. They yeah. take parts of each one, like um, Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter is a combination of like John Wayne Gacy, the Zodiac, Ted Bundy, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. They even said yeah, he was yeah. like, all of them mixed together. It's kind of like an uh, in, inspiration for that movie. So the, you have a lot of those like kind of like mishmash ones. But and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other ones that we missed on here. There's a lot of other ones that I saw. Well,
0: it's like The Strangers, right? You saw The Strangers.
1: Oh, I hated that movie. But yes, I saw it, yeah. Well, That's, that's based one on that would freak me out, too, because that's one that you could actually think could happen.
0: Yeah. Movie Strangers is basically three masked strangers terrorize an estranged couple, right, uh, for the sheer reason that they're home. It's about a group of people that go around and, and they – the original story is that these people actually went around and would knock on, on doors. They, were, they had masks on, three people with masks. And really, it was just that they try to steal things from the house. But sometimes the people opened the door and someone was home. And they would always ask like a weird thing. They would knock on the door and ask for someone that didn't live there. Like, is Tamara home? And then as soon as people were like, no, no one lives here like that, they would push the door open, get in, and basically start killing people. They were just...
1: Yeah. No, um, it was um yeah it was in rural california there's these like cappers in the woods basically and they were known to the uh, the ketty murders so it's loosely based on the ketty murders these home invasions and whoa, those are the ones that like freak you out
0: i'm pretty sure it's a still unsolved homicide yeah um
1: yeah you yeah. don't know who they never actually caught people it was a oh, quadruple holo- quadruple homicide
0: that's always fun times crazy Anyway, I mean, I I don't I got
1: nothing else. I mean, I think this is a pretty yeah, nice is, so. I'm starting, Yeah, I'm getting freaked out. Yeah, I'm not freaked is... out, but I don't I don't I don't like the home invasion one. Gotta, I, I'd rather <laughs> deal with Freddy Krueger. that, that is very <laughs> true. Yeah, 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 no,
0: maybe I was going to watch a, a scary movie today with the family, but maybe we'll just watch Charlie Brown. Uh, you know, Halloween. The, the, the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin, there Charlie Brown. Not based
1: on a true story, but Charlie Brown.
0: But Charlie Brown makes it fun. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in once more. Uh, next week, we'll be back with a, a more of a history-oriented uh, – I mean this was history, but you know, non-themed traditional, one, I guess. More traditional. But thank you so much for tuning in. And if you need to find us or contact us, please feel free to do so at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com. We're always there if you need to find us. And I guess that's it. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts, because...